Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. We have Stephanie Burke here and we have some special guests in the studio. We have, this is, i got to turn my headphones up a little bit so I can hear myself. There's no, nothing more important than hearing myself talk. But uh, we have special guests in the studio. Hold on, Matt's going to make some adjustments for you. Don't don't just go randomly turning knobs because you'll blow out Matt's. Uh, you good? You good? You, you good? Are we good? Frank, if you're listening, get rid of this stupid headphone box. Uh, well, you can't hear yourselves, but can you hear me? Well, right, because I haven't turned your microphones on yet. You're not going to hear yourselves until I turn your Why microphones on. Why start a on. show without the microphone? I on. thought you couldn't hear me because I always. No, can you, you hear? Can't no. hear you. You don't need to hear me. Right, I will good. just give you hand hear. signals the whole time. Well, I'm fluent in sign language, so. I am not, so. Isn't she fancy? Good luck trying to figure <laughs> out what I can do. How's that working? Better? Great. Okay. Yeah, no, the whole it's it's that thing that's the problem. It's, this is how it goes every time. Everything sounds fine right up until you start going on the air, and then everybody's like, I can't hear. Also, beware, because this is the Bridgewater Triangle episode of Spooky South right. Coast. And we never have one go without something going haywire. But that's all right. Because we just blame it on the fact that we're trying multiple new types of technology. But uh, let's introduce our, our guests. Of course, the voice that you all know from the Week and Weird every week, Ashley Turner is here in studio with us for the Damn, first time. Oh, that's exciting. It's, uh, it looks way better on camera, doesn't it, than it does in person? It does. Because... I like it. You don't, you don't have to actually look at us the whole time. Right, I can look at the wall or something. Right, you can be like, I'm going to look at the chat room and turn away from the camera, but here you have to look at us. You don't have a choice. Yeah, you got a point there. And, uh, and Cody's, Cody, uh, is it Despians? Yeah. Okay. I always yeah, am worried I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it wrong. But Cody Ray Despians is here with us as well. Cody, this is the first time you've been in the studio, right? Have you been yes. here before? No, I've never been here before. That's crazy, man. I know. We've been friends with you for years. How have you never made it here before? No. You're not that far away either. No, no, about a half hour. Not bad. I blame Stephanie. She's a very rude host. It is her fault. For not inviting you sooner. Um, Stephanie invites me every week. So I think I'm not that bad. She invites you. She doesn't invite Cody. (laughs) That's... giving away all the secrets but uh tonight is the bridgewater triangle episode of spooky south coast where we have teams out in the field am i are you coming through all right my levels are kind of down sound good on your end matt that's all that matters as if, if it looks good for you then it's good for everybody else i'm just looking at the vu meter here and it doesn't seem like i'm very loud <clears throat> but uh we have teams out in the field. They are already out and investigating. They are already out there and checking out what is to be found in various locations. And we're going to be checking in with them. There's some different technology this year, hopefully. Some of them might be having to call in the old-fashioned way via the telephone. But some of them will also be going Facebook Live. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, that's tonight's sponsor right there. <laughs> <laughs> For tonight's episode of Spooky South Coast, we decided to uh, go out and try... Some of the Pukwudgie Pale Ale, the American Pale Ale from Down the Road Brewery. We've been wanting for a long time to try this. We've been trying to get Down the Road to send us some, we, but uh, we hadn't we hadn't been able to hook up with them. We've we've had communication with them, but we just haven't been able to figure it out when they can come in into the studio and talk to us about this. Uh, but so I figured tonight I'd walk down to the liquor store see if they had any, and they did. So we'll be enjoying Pukwudgie American Pale Ale during the show. And uh, don't worry, we are not. Getting hammered on the air. It's responsible drinking for, for adults. We potential sponsorships. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't like it. About what? 
the way that it tastes. Yeah. Sure. Was, I smell All right. It. Well, that's uh, that's we'll take down Stephanie's microphone until we get the sponsorship. <laughs> that wasn't me that said I didn't, I didn't say anything. All right. I said I smelt it. That's it. I haven't drank it yet. It's good. It's really good. I'm not a I'm not a, a overwhelming drinker. Like I don't try a lot of different beers, but I like this one. So uh, we do have teams out in the field. They will be joining us, and one of the ways they'll be joining us is through Facebook Live, which means we'll have video from out in the field, from out in various aspects of the Bridgewater Triangle, and we'll be able to bring them onto the screen with us. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know how Matt's going to do it, but he's going to work the magic where he I'll, is magic. I will connect with him over here via the Facebook Live, and we will bring them up on air, and he will have the video, and I will have the audio over here. And one thing that I will say for any of the teams that are out there listening, if you missed my message to you earlier, we sent you some video messages in our private Facebook group for this event. And in that group, we mentioned that uh, how you can go live. So if you need a tutorial on that, you can watch the video. Watch the one with Matt and Cody because that has the most updated information. But also, we mentioned that we will be putting you through the radio. So it's not just going to be an online thing on YouTube, on Spooky TV, where you can kind of just say whatever you want. You will be going over the radio. So when you are going live or when you're calling in, just assume that you are live the entire time and that you need to use the responsible, appropriate language. That doesn't mean that I have to, but you have to. But we will... Uh, it, you know what, Stephanie? Uh, I got your message there. I think it's like password one. Okay. We're not fancy. Well, I'm already in, so we're good. Okay. All right. We're not fancy. No worries. Figured it out. That's <laughs> like our password everything. Password one, two, three. <laughs> Is it a capital P? No, I don't know how to do that. So, by the way, did I ever tell you that I tried to log into Donald Trump's Twitter? You did not. I did. And you thought that that would work. I did. I tried like password one, two, three. I tried like Ivanka and her birthday. I tried like a whole bunch of different combinations. How bizarre you are. I didn't want to cause any problems. I just wanted to tweet out that UFOs were real. <laughs> That's all I was going to do. I you would have went and made you shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, big news, UFOs, totally real. Disclosure, here it is. This is huge. Deniers, sad. I got some UFO news for you guys. Just you, you do? I do. I'm not okay with that. Just well, so we- you know. Oh, well, maybe I don't. Well, we have uh, we have somebody already calling in on the VIP line. Matt, do we have any indication as to who it might be? Maybe Dave Francis. I should probably <laughs> I should probably bring up the uh, the software that I have that allows me to see that usually helps the number. I don't know if it works on that line though. It should. We shouldn't have given him the line that doesn't work on that. Well, that just no, means nobody else has that line, that line so we don't have to worry about it. Oh, no, lots of people have this line. Well, not prankers. No, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. Let's, we'll just see who it is. Good evening. You're on Hello. Spooky South Coast. Who are we talking to? It's Chris. I'm calling in from the Oliver House. Hey, how's it going, Chris? So, um, Really strange things are happening tonight. Nice. Hey, I know you guys are running an event, so we won't, we won't take up too much of your time, but I'm glad that you guys could check in. Uh, so you yeah. guys are in the Oliver House in Middleborough. Yeah. And what? before I get into what happened last week, let me ask you what kind of strange things are happening tonight. Uh, well, we have Paul here with his 3D mapping. Oh, yeah. And uh, down in the basement, we've actually picked up three entities under the stairs. Um, so we have that going on. Um, we've been actually 
thinking we're communicating with Earl Sprout um, about the floor in the parlor and uh, not too pleased with us, but as long as we promise to leave the floor alone, he's not going to get upset anymore. So take it for what it's worth. Last week, I was there for a novice night as a guest investigator, and we were in the basement, and we were having all kinds of shadow activity. What I did is I had everybody go downstairs that was interested and turn off all the lights, turn off all the devices. I didn't even want somebody to have a flashlight on, like total pitch blackness. And then we would sit there and wait. And, you know, as you know, Chris, after a couple of minutes, your eyes start to adjust, and you can see if there's anything kind of moving around in the darkness. And mm-hmm. we had something that was kind of doing the same thing, hiding under the stairs. And we had some figures that were walking by when you're in the back corner of the of the basement. Uh, and, and say you're the complete opposite end, directly diagonally across, say, from the bulkhead. Yeah. So we were standing all there, and we could see figures blocking out the cellar windows on that wall from, from the inside. And yeah, well, not only did we 3D map, three different figures, but we're also picking up shadow figures on the 3D mapping. That's pretty awesome. We we also, we went into the uh, into the Underground Railroad area of the basement there, the, the little mm-hmm. crawl space area, and we had um, something that was definitely back there with us. And uh, if you're in that area and you're looking through the, the brick wall that's kind of broken down a little bit, you can see the lights from the Verizon box. And something yeah. was actually walking through and blocking out those lights from the Verizon box, which was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's definitely one corner I will not go into. <laughs> well, we were there for about a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, I've been in that corner a few times, and every time I get the same result. And uh, I'm just taking it as a sign that I shouldn't be in that corner. Well, I haven't told anybody here on, on the, the panel here tonight what happened last week. I'm sure you've heard by now what happened last Saturday night. I, I've heard from multiple sources. I'm kind of ticked <laughs> off that I missed it. <laughs> so, so we're we're at the end of the night. All the guests for the novice night had left, and it's just the the investigators, uh, the the volunteers, all staying behind. And we were all kind of just sitting in that front room talking, when all of a sudden we heard multiple crashes from another room. Hmm. Like it was like smash, and then smash, 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 smash. It wasn't like all at once. It was like like something broke and then knocked something else off and then knocked something else. It was like a repetitive breaking sound. And I thought that um, – I didn't realize that Paul was sitting next to me. I thought he had actually gone to go pack up some of the stuff, and I was afraid he had dropped like a laptop or something. So I went in there, and Christy went in there, and everybody all go, goes running into that room. There was a picture that had been hung on the wall – that had come off the wall and smashed, and it also smashed a couple of pieces of pottery. But it should have been, like, we're trying to figure out how did it smash in multiple bursts like that instead of just everything coming off all at once. The picture should have came down, Mm -hmm. taken the other stuff off, and it all should have hit. But it was like a rolling multiple crash. And what's interesting is Len and I started investigating how it could have come off the wall because... You know, if they're going to put another picture on that wall, we want to say, hey, well, don't put a picture there because it fell off. But what's funny is there was no vibration. Nobody was walking on the stairs. There should have been no reason why at that particular moment this this picture came off the wall. And when we looked at the screw that it had been resting on, the screw was at like a maybe like a 30-degree angle. So it was pointing in an upward direction. And then on the back of the picture, it had a sawtooth 
um, clasp to to go over wherever you're going to picture it. You know, like most pictures have those sawtooth. And so it was actually sawtoothed onto the back of that. And when we looked at the screw itself, the walls are painted white. And when the walls were painted white, somebody had painted over that screw. And when we looked at the screw, it was scraped off where the paint would have been from that sawtooth. So we're wondering if it's possible that when they put the picture onto the screw, it might have taken some of the paint off. But also, I mean, it looked like this thing was picked up with force off that wall. Like something just came and said, I don't want this here, and batted it off the wall. And it was, it was yeah, just very well, strange. The picture's hanging up again. The same picture? <laughs> yeah. Without, no without, without any glass? No glass. And it hasn't? We hung it up again tonight. So we'll see. It's still on the wall right now, but it's not the end of the night. Right. That's, that's what was funny is it was the end of the night when nobody was in any other part of the house. And then, of course, you know, as we're packing up and getting ready to leave, the, the house just came alive with all kinds of activity going all over the place. Yeah. Mark Alvila can, can uh, back that one up because when his group was here, the house came alive at the end of the night. It's it's almost like they didn't want us to leave last week. We we literally sat outside for hours, just like looking at the house and talking and having yeah. weird things go on. You want to talk to Christy? Yep, we'll just talk to her for a couple minutes, sure. Okay, here she is. Hello. Hello. How are you? We are doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Did you recover from last week? Now? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were just talking yeah, about I that. I need yeah. a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy after that, I think. <laughs> we, we were talking about uh, what had happened, and, and I was mentioning that uh, things started to come kind of alive after that, too. Like, we had a lot of activity going on when we were upstairs chasing something around. Yeah, and, and that's kind of a typical night at the Oliver House. I mean, granted, um, maybe not all the crashing and the breaking, but... Um, Definitely, uh, once we start to lock it down at night, uh, you can kind of feel it building towards the end of the evening, and mm-hmm. you kind of just know that you're going to start to hear them, uh, hear them walking around, hear them talking, hear them uh, making their presence known a little bit stronger. So you guys have a, a night going on tonight for experienced investigators. Who's over there? Some people that we know, I, I assume? No. well you're there we know you we we call it a pro night uh, because it is a six-hour investigation but i mean literally it's it's from the non-skilled to people who've done who've done it but it's just kind of a mix of people and that's what's beautiful about it because we're coming together and just experiencing the house for what she's worth well and people will get their chance to do that coming up on november 4th when we have our Spooky South Coast presents Mysterious Middleborough event. Will you be able to investigate the Oliver House as well as the Middleborough Town Hall and the Mayflower Masonic Lodge all in one night? Oh, wow, that's a big event. Absolutely. We just investigated the Town Hall the other night on a Tuesday night for about three hours. And I can tell you, it's an absolutely fascinating building. And I know Stephanie's been there. And I think you went down into the basement, if I'm not mistaken, and was able to have kind of an interesting experience at the Town Hall. 
So yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, everybody who actually comes out for that event, they've really got three enjoyable locations to be able to experience throughout the evening. It's really a great event. It really is going to be a great event. And people can get their tickets now by going to SpookySouthCoast.com. Don't wait because uh, it's only a few weeks away and tickets will start to go fast. So we'll keep us uh, up to date. If anything major goes on, give us a, a buzz back. Absolutely. We have had some activity here tonight. Um, it's been uh, kind of a light, but it does start to feel like it's about to kind of ramp up a little bit. I can kind of feel it coming. Well, so. you felt it coming last week. You, <laughs> you kept saying it last week that it was going to happen. So I, I feel it. I mean, it's, it's almost like um, the house becomes enclosed in this big bubble, if that makes any sense. No, I don't. And makes sense it starts perfectly. to get super quiet and you know that's about the time when things are about to break loose and uh, they're really going to show us what they got and what's funny is uh, a few nights after i was there with you last week i actually had a dream where and i've never been in the back area of the the house i've, I've only been there at a time when i couldn't go wander around the back but uh, in this dream i was wandering around the back and i was looking for you mm-hmm. so i don't know what that means well, that but wouldn't be too far from the truth because uh, the very night that you were here we had a private group that had come through before the novice night event, and uh, Julie and I took them back into the forest. We had our walkies, and so we could stay in contact with everybody. But um, for whatever reason, once we got back into the woods, our walkies, uh, we could hear people from the house calling us, but we couldn't return the call. Mm, very weird. So it was kind of blocking us being able to communicate between the house and the woods, which is really odd because we've never really had that happen before, especially with a walkie. So that was kind of an interesting thing that happened that night. Well, like I said, people can come and check it out for themselves November 4th. Spooky South Coast presents Mysterious Middleborough. Get your tickets now at SpookySouthCoast.com. All right. Well, thank you, Christy, for checking in, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Have a great night. Bye. And be safe. And, uh, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have uh, some folks that are uh, out and around. We just want to let people get, kind of give people a rundown of where some people are. Uh, we have the Fearsome Foursome that are out in Anawan Rock, uh, Scott, Anna, Leo, and Nick. We have Paranormal Expeditions out in the Hockamock Swamp. We have Matt, Rachel, and Jessica out there. We have DLH Paranormal out in the Rehoboth Village Cemetery. Deb, Laura, Heather, Cynthia, and their friend Vinny as well. And we have Team Cannoli out around Assawamset Pond in Lakeville. Mark Colacusis, Christina Ottman, Brandy, Kim, they're all out there with Dave So and the Cannolis. And just a, well, personally I feel like Team Cannoli should be in here tonight. Because if they have Cannolis, they might cry. (laughs) Right? I have to agree with you. Right? So, Team Cannolis, if you can hear us. Come in the studio with those cannolis. And so if you are out there uh, and uh, you, you didn't hear me announce who you, you know who you are and where you are, then uh, reach out to us on Spooky South Coast's uh, Facebook page and in the group because we need to make sure that we are connecting with you. And uh, I've been checking this out now. So the way that we've set this up, Matt, you were saying, is that I can go in and I can see when people have gone live and we've had a bunch of videos that have gone live already people have already been going live on the spooky south coast page so if you're just the average person at home and you don't have the the access like we have to the video library matt they can just go to the spooky south coast page and click on videos and they'll see all the videos of people having gone live so if you need to do so uh if you feel the need to go and catch up to what everybody's had going on you can do that during the show uh, we will also be incorporating some of them i'm i'm just you know that this was going to happen. You knew that because we were depending on this computer. 
it got super slow. Can we uh, put a reminder out there to anybody that is listening that everybody that is out ghost hunting with us tonight has pre-registered with us and has checked in with us and has checked in with local authorities as well to let them know what their intentions are and their whereabouts. So please do not go out into the field tonight and say that you are with us unless you've already checked in with us. Good point, because it has happened before. Correct. We've had people use this as their excuse to go act like a-holes out in the Bridgewater Triangle. And and there's and you know there's certain areas that people will tell us oh we want to go here we'll say no don't go there no because it's not safe not a good place to go not a and good please idea please do not go anywhere alone law enforcement doesn't want you to go there correct right that's that's the other thing too is when we have people that want to go and they're just a party of one right. we find a way to team them up like for example we have uh, Nick who's on his very first paranormal investigation that's with awesome. Scott Nana and Leo and. He's never done this before, and he said he wanted to take part, but he had no experience. I said, mm-hmm. we will find you somebody that has experience. And I right. said, who better to put you with than, than Scott, because he's got a ton of experience, and right. Anna, and, and, you know. And they're, they're both so nice and welcoming, too. So I figured that's a perfect way to introduce people right. sometimes. Uh, we've had so many people that have gone out with groups for this that have kind of formed a, a Team Cannoli. They all came together yep. doing this investigation show. So it does work out pretty well. Uh, so, Matt, how will this work, though, if I want to run an, a video that's already – somebody's already done? Just play it. You'll you'll catch up with it over there on the video end. So I'm thinking uh, – I wanted to kind of just try and check in with some different ones. So we have um, we have one from – let's call it the short ones. So let's go to the Anawan Rock, Spooky Triangle, Anawan Rock. It says there, uh, um, the one that Nick posted. It's, uh, let's see. Hold on, I can move that. No, I can't move that box. Wait a second. It's the second one down in the list of videos. So what are we going to do? We're going to both hit play at the same time? Yep. All right, let's... This is fun. Hold on, because I haven't turned down... Wait a minute, I haven't turned down my YouTube. It's a big old experiment. We're going to get in a loop if I don't do this right. Okay. Hold on now. Ready? i got to find that tab. I have like 35 tabs open. All right. Here we go. Three... Two, one, play. I was working at the cars. So this is the uh, Friday and Foursome? Friday and Foursome at Anawan Rock. Um, we're here. It's dark. We're fighting. It's foggy. We're terrified. <laughs> um, we're a lot of crickets. We're playing Native American music to see if that'll get a response. Uh, Leo said he heard something hum, but I didn't hear that. We didn't go around. We also didn't go around to hear it. Um, so I'll take his word. Maybe something happened. Um... So Anamon Rock is the site of where they captured... They captured King Anawan, so it's the very tail end of the war. Of the King John's War, right? King, King, Philip's, King Philip's War. I get my war score. <laughs> um, this is also the spot where King Philip was shot and killed like a month before. So uh, a lot of activity is reported from what I've read online and the history of the place. It's... it's it's full of things that go bump in the night. So uh, nothing's really happening right now, but we'll see uh, what happens more. See if this Native American music, anything comes up from. But uh, this is Nick signing off. Thanks. All right. So that was uh, Nick and Anna and Scott and Leo. They're out there at Anawan Rock. The, the, the fearsome foursome. Is that what they were? The frightened foursome? I don't know. 
I, I don't remember which one they said was, was, was their name. That but. was a pretty cool whole idea to play the Native American music, like a, almost like a trigger op- object. I like that. Yeah, they, they, the, the people are uh, pretty, pretty innovative with some of the stuff they do on this, especially because you know that the show is only on from like 10 to 12, mm-hmm. so there's a need to really kind of get things going pretty quickly. That's why we usually tell teams, like when teams say, hey, when does the show start? Well, the show starts at 10. Sometimes we start a little bit earlier. We started a little bit earlier tonight. But really, ideally, you want to get out there a couple of hours before we're going to go live so that you have a chance to get used to the surroundings, to have an idea if you're going to have a signal. Like the worst thing to do is to be there at 10 o'clock and we want to connect live with you for the first time at 10.15 and the first person that we're going to try, their phone doesn't connect with Facebook Live or get a signal or anything. So that's why we tell the teams to get out there a little bit early and uh, and see what's going on. So And I'm, I'm looking at this, Matt. We, we get to see the the uh, the statistics for the videos. And uh, that video, for example, the one that we just used, has already been seen by 34 people. So people are already going into the Spooky South Coast page and, and watching these videos. So Now, I don't want to put you on the spot here on the air, but will we be taking these videos and kind of editing them into something for YouTube, or do we want to just keep directing people to the Facebook page to see them? Um, I, think we can, I think we can direct people to the Facebook page. Okay. I think that's kind of the best way to do it, so that, you know, even as you're watching this and... You're, you're watching this later on on YouTube, and you're saying to yourself, gee, I'd really like to go see those videos. Just go to the Spooky South Coast Facebook page, give us a like if you haven't already, and then while you're there, you can see all these great videos from people out in the field. And I think part of this too, Matt, part of the advantage of using this Facebook Live technology is the teams can post when they have a signal. And when they are in a good spot in, in the investigation and geographically to be able to post, instead of like us calling them and be like, are you ready? Because we're going to go live with you, so you better go find somewhere where you get a signal. Get so on top this, of a rock. Yeah, this way here, it's, it's still live-ish, but like this stuff is happening as we're speaking. But at the same time, it gives people a little bit more freedom in their investigation as well, because that's the hardest thing about doing the show is that – a real investigation is kind of hampered by the fact that you have to keep checking back in with what's going on with us. So, for example, you know, Paranormal Expeditions is out in the Hockamock Swamp. If they're out there in the swamp, then there's a good chance that they might hit a dead spot where they're not going to get any signal right. whatsoever. And now all of a sudden somebody might be like, well, I'm going to go walk a half a mile back so I can get a signal, and now somebody's by themselves. Right, because um, I, as everyone here knows, when you investigate the paranormal, there are hours where nothing happens. Right. Yep. So. And those hours can happen quite often during the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show. Right. But uh, I, I, I do think that, um, you know, just seeing what people are doing already, they're, they're, they're jumping right in. You know, they're jumping right in. There's one here from, uh, from Paranormal Expeditions uh, talking about millimeter spikes already happening. So, and they've only been out there for a little while out in the Hockamock Swamp, so they're already having stuff. You want to run that one, Matt? Which one's uh, Matt's. Third from the top. So we'll... So we don't have to cue it. We don't have to say three, two, one, go. Can I? Can I do it anyway? <laughs> can I say three, two, one, triangle? All right, here we go. Ready? Because it's because the place the, the the little play symbol is a triangle. Oh, of course, oh, you're getting fancy. Huh? You said we weren't huh? fancy earlier. Now look at us. We're super fancy. So here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, triangle. Hey, what's up, everybody? 
we had, I know I said we weren't going to go live very often. We were just going live from our Facebook page to, uh, how's that? Ooh, that's eerie. We were live from our Facebook page just kind of documenting our walk into the Hockamock Swamp here in West Bridgewater, that side. And we've not made it, you know, 50, 100 feet from where we parked. And we've been having all kinds of crazy spikes with the millimeter. Flat baseline of zero, right and then right to a point nine. There's no power lines out here; just a ton of insects cricketing and creaking and all that good stuff. But I figured we would join you on this page for a few minutes, and, and you guys can follow along on our walkthrough, and we'll keep an eye and see what's going on. Uh, you won't have to look at my face any longer. I'm going to switch it around. As you can see, it's uh, pretty much as dark as it gets out here. I'm just going to turn the old headlamp. Ah, no, just turn it off. All right, so we're going to go back on the voyage. Did you get that going, Kay? Did you put this on? All right, so it's at a point nine. So just, yep, see, it just went up a tick. You know, nothing crazy, a tick. Now it's still moving. So as we walk, do you guys want to walk in front of me, or do you want me to lead the way? We'll go first. Yeah, lead so I can, I can film you. The girls are scared. Yeah. I don't know if they're scared. Yeah, Rachel's pretending she's not scared. <clears throat> they just like they just like to look at my butt. Shut up about spiders. So we're on this uh, this trail. Look at look what we found. Power lines, anything? Uh, it's the power lines. There's the source of the hiss. Hey, guess what we just did? We debunked it. That's some professional stuff right there. Watch the ground, guys. Hey guys, we are out in the Hockamock Swamp in the epicenter of the Bridgewater Triangle. We just started our walk in. Oh yeah, you can hear the power line humming now if you can kind of see it. Let me see. Let's see the millimeter. This is how you debunk. Like I'm on the Really? Because it's... Cause okay, it's now here it goes. Here it goes. Here it goes. And then what's behind it though, Sean? What's behind it? Power line. Is there enough? It's the power lines. Is there enough light for them to see it? That's the telephone pole. I know it's hard to see. You might be able to hear it. Now, one thing I get I get kind of yelled at for is I talk a lot when we go Facebook Live. But if I'm talking too much, you guys just tell me to be quiet so you can hear the background noise. Honestly, all you're going to hear right now is the humming of that electricity and the crickets. And God knows what else is out here. Bear, who knows? We're hoping to see some cryptid type of stuff tonight. This is probably part of that farmland. Well, this is the Division of Wildlife and Fisheries. They keep this open. And, and so, so I'm assuming when we go right to here. Matt, while we, were, uh, while we potted down our mics to listen to the video, that part of the advantage of this is, like, we're, we're going to, you know, this is a five-and-a-half-minute video, so we're not going to play the whole thing for you, but we're going to give you a taste of what's going on. And now that you're listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube, uh, you know, a little bit later on, if you're, if you're not with us live, now you know you can just go right over to the Facebook page and see these live videos. So the whole thing will be there for you in its entirety. So I think that... Um, I like this. I think this is pretty revolutionary, Matt. You found a way to revolutionize something 12 years into doing it. See, you're fancy. This is way better than the year that we did Periscope. Well, that's the thing. Is like Each year there's something new that people right. are trying. So right. each year we're able to incorporate something a little bit better. 
And one of the things that we've always wanted to do was to make it more visual. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we tried the Periscope experiment because we wanted – it's one thing for people to call in and tell us what's going on. But even then, that's like your friend calling you right. and being like, you're never going to believe what happened to me. It does, it's not nearly as cool as actually if you said, hey, look at this video of what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this way here, you get to actually see what's going on out there at the same time. And I think that that's an important component to what this is all about. Because if you're not from around here mm-hmm. and you've never been to the Bridgewater Triangle, you've just heard stories about it, you're getting a visual idea of what it's like to be out there in the dark. What it's like to be out there, you know, maybe trying to find something cryptid or trying to find, you know, evidence of UFOs or... or, or walking around and chasing down some of these ghost stories that we've heard. So it's a pretty special thing to be able to have people from around the world kind of tag along with you on your investigation. And I know that people are using Facebook Live more and more when they're out there anyway. I mean, I'm sure you guys, I've seen when you're out there doing stuff, you post some videos up. And and we're finding a way to incorporate it in what we're doing where it hasn't really become distracting where it was at first. You know, because at first it was always like, Stephanie and I did it from events before. Hi, it's Tim and Stephanie. We're live. You know, you got to kind of set the scene and pull yourself away from what everything's going on. Right. But now people are getting so used to the idea of Facebook Live that you can just literally just go live from where you are and not have to explain to anybody where you are, and people will just tune in and watch. I mean, I did that last night at wrestling. I just, like, mm-hmm. turned it on, put the camera, and people are like, oh, well, it's, it's a wrestling match. We, we can just watch for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with you with the news in the morning. Right, yeah. You say hi to me, and I wave to you like you can see me through. That's what I do when I'm when I'm when I'm actually reading the news. I have to like wave because I can't acknowledge people. So I'm like, uh, and then the, today the New Bedford Police Department issued a board, and uh, you know, over there waving but like but a fool. But there's me in Connecticut like this. Yeah, she's waving back to the <laughs> to the phone. But I, it's okay. I know that you are. So even though I can't see it, I know that you are, and I appreciate it. The love is there. The one of the other things about doing. You know, having incorporation of, of live things with, with investigations is it does give you extra pairs of eyes mm-hmm. on with what's going on. So, I mean, there's been time, if you remember the old Ghost Hunters live Halloween episodes, mm-hmm. there was, I think it was just one year that they did it, but there was one year where they were interactive with the audience, where people yep. could actually say what they were seeing, and then Ghost Adventures did it with their live Halloween that they did. And people in the audience were saying, like, no, go back here. I think I saw something over there. And it, it actually lets the viewers be part of what's going on from their own perspective of being like, I feel like I'm part of this. But also it helps you out by bringing somebody else in there that can keep an eye open for things. And I can tell you, you know, there was eight episodes of Haunted Towns. And out mm-hmm. of seven of those episodes, I probably got people sending me messages saying, hey, go back and watch this episode. And at this moment, look for this yep. or listen for this. So uh, I think the viewers are becoming kind of attuned to what's going on a little bit, and, and it helps more, out. They're more into it. Right. And that's it, you can they can feel like they're part of it yeah. more like this. So I, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I'm sure the groups will be like, hey, you didn't check in with us nearly enough. But no, it's because <laughs> we're picking up your videos, man. We don't need to check in with you. You're all over the place. I just I know that it's been a hassle for people a lot of the times, especially because they're going to these remote spots to be able to check in with us. But now they can... Put it up there for all of time. Save it for posterity. So, again, we have um, we have the Fearsome Foursome out at Anawan Rock. We have Paranormal Expeditions out at the Hockamock Swamp. We have DLH Paranormal out at Rehoboth Village Cemetery. And we have Team Cannoli at Tamarack Park and uh, Assawampsit Pond. And Assawampsit Pond is a, a place that I want to talk a little bit about 
because it's tied very much into Native American lore. It's tied very much into some of the mysteries of the Bridgewater Triangle, and it actually borders Middleborough. So when we're doing our mysterious Middleborough event in two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, I don't know, in a couple weeks, we're actually going to be a stone's throw away from Assawamsett Park. Mm-hmm. And this is the, a, a huge area, speaking of our, our, uh, our drink for the evening, Puckwudgy American Pale Ale from Down the Road Brewery. It's a, hold on, let me just do the, uh, let me do the, the commercial plug. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So when, <laughs> a lot of the Puckwudgy legends come from around Assawamsett Park. And, and Assawamsett, I mean Assawamsett Pond. That pond is where Moshop, who was the creator god of the Wampanoag people, that's where he lived. And when, and he was a, a he was a giant. And the Puckwudgies in the beginning were these benevolent little creatures that were fun and helpful and, you know, they were big, like Smurfs. I don't know. Like Smurfs. I don't know what to compare them to, but... So, but they were... They were like these benevolent creatures, and then mm-hmm. one day they turned on Mosh up and they, they killed him. They took him out into Assawamsett Pond, and they dragged him under, and they killed him. So all these little creatures killed this great big creator god, this giant... And that led to them turning evil, and that's where all these stories come about, about them being these negative evil entities. And that's also where they found the frozen body of John Sassamon that led to King Philip's War. Mm -hmm. So that was a very instrumental site for the whole beginning of that. So that's one of those spots where, like I said, we're only going to be a couple miles away from it during Mysterious Middleborough. That's going to play into things, I think. I think when we're out there talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, we're talking about King Philip's War... That's certainly going to have an effect on it. Speaking of which, let's see if anybody's checked in from there. Again, with my slow loading browser over here, but uh, I don't see anybody going live from there yet. But I think Dave was saying he probably had to call in. They didn't think anybody could go live from there, Matt. Was that the case? He did go live. Uh, there's a video of him. Oh, there it is. I didn't see it because he didn't, he didn't put a description on the video. So let's uh, let's cue up that one. We can probably play this one in its entirety as long as Dave doesn't say any bad words. Okay, <laughs> let me know when you're ready. Three, two, one. Triangle. I'll do like a spooky look with the flashlight under my face. I'm, I'm old. I can't even work my flashlight. Maybe if I had the camera facing the right way. Oh, there I am. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Team Cannoli. I guess it's Team Cannoli, isn't it? I'm here. I'm the, the foggy, dark shores of Assawamsett Pond. I can tell Brandy and Chris's laugh any day. And it's hot. It is really warm for this time of year. I'm here with, um, say your name. Mark Colacusis. Kimberly Cornero. Randy Bonina. Oh, sorry. Chrissy Almond. Yeah, I had them say them because I can't remember their names half the time anymore. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to sit here. We were here two years ago for the show, and um, that's when we had, like, light sightings. And You guys were playing around with the Tell them the history the app. Of why we're here. Oh, the history? Yes. King Philip's War. Before the war, um, an Indian that was a sympathizer, I guess, with the, the English and... Um, the Indians thought that he was uh, giving them information on movement and stuff like that, and what, what was going on with the different tribes kind of starting to get together. 
they killed him on the ice at Aswampsett Pond. It was... 1675 they killed him and um, tried to get rid of the body through the ice but they found the body and they arrested three Indians they went on trial and were executed and that was one of the you know the, the precursors that really kind of pushed things ahead when the war got moving so I mean we're down here at Tamarack Park like I said and it is hot and sticky and we're gonna keep an eye on the pond but it's getting kind of foggy over there now it was nice when I first got here and see if we can see some of the things we saw the last time. I, there was myself and Kim had seen some lights off in the swamp towards the back of the pond. Now, if you're ever out here, there are some towers that you can see over by Long Pond at the back. And we could see those are the trees. But these lights were a lot closer and in the woods kind of down below us. And they were moving through the trees. We were standing there watching them move. And it was kind of neat. So just to see if we... So it looks like Dave's video cut out a little bit there, but that's all right. That was some some good stuff there. You got the you got the team cannoli plug in that mm-hmm. had everybody laughing. So uh, that is, um, as, as Dave was saying, you know, that's an area where you you definitely get a creepy feeling out there. I don't know if I've ever been out there. If you go to, um, I know they go to Tamarack Park. Yep. Uh, but if you go to, uh, if you you know if you're coming off, well, you would you would probably come the other way because you live on this side of things i live on the wareham side <laughs> but um basically if you go down 105 there's a school there called Assawampsit elementary school right and it has a nice little playground there they just rebuilt a couple years ago mm-hmm. and if you park there and you park in the back parking lot of the school mm-hmm. and you just walk down this little path you're right on Assawampsit pond okay so and there's there's not a lot of whole there's not a whole lot of areas where you can walk mm-hmm. for a great deal of time but if you are coming down 18 toward 105, yep. coming from the New Bedford Way, and you drive through all the water, mm-hmm. and you get to that part where like yep. the road is like there's water on both sides of you, that's Assawampsa Pond. Okay. So that's that's the big body of water right. right there. I know what you're talking about now. So, and, and I'm sure that you picked up, going by that, you probably picked up some weird feelings Listen. from it. I can't begin to tell you how much I hate driving through there. I have said for years, and anybody that has ever driven that road with me or been in the car with me or even spoken to me about that, I have said that I absolutely hate driving through there. I cannot stand it. I wish I could close my eyes while driving through there, but it's so windy and you have water on both sides that it's it's terrifying. I hate it. And I never knew why I hated it so much. So thank you for clarifying that. Now I have a whole new perspective. Well, it's uh, it's absolutely strange out there, that's for sure. And uh, if you've never been out there and you want to check it out for yourself, you know, like I said, there's spots where you can kind of park and walk around. But they are very protective of the pond. So, mm. you know, don't don't be surprised if somebody's going to come up and ask you. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, taking a walk during the daytime. Yep. Uh, so don't be surprised if somebody comes up and just kind of asks you what you're doing. I went down there to take some photos for my book, Ghost of the South Coast. Mm-hmm. And it was myself and my son and my brother and my sister-in-law. And we were all just walking. And when we came back up from the pond, like we came back up from the pond to the parking lot, there were already people that were like, oh, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take much. They are very protective of their of their natural resources. I had no idea that that that's where that was this entire time. I think, too, that the other part about it is... Uh, I don't think I don't think they boat on that water. 
So, like, you, you really? can, yeah, you can ride around on that water on boats. So it's not like it's drinking water or anything. But they are super, like, aware of who is out there and who's on the water all the time because it can get dangerous. Mm-hmm. So it's just this big, giant body of water. So check it out if you uh, ever want to go and take a nice walk, a nice nature walk. There's lots of great areas. You can go out toward that direction. Uh, for those of you who are local, if you are going down 18, mm-hmm. you'll come across the Royal Wampanoag Cemetery, which is a great spot to stop and and, and kind of take a little walk around and reflect and see the graves of some of the Native Americans that are there. Have you, have you ever been out there, Cody? I know that's you know, it's not that far, but there's all kinds of small family plot cemeteries around the Lakeville and the Middleborough area because I guess in the early days, you know, how you'd be buried in the churchyard. I don't know if it was a matter of they didn't, maybe they didn't have a church that was close by. Maybe they had to travel to go to church or what have you, and they wanted to keep their loved ones closer. Whatever the reason is, there's a lot of family plots, which there used to be a lot of them everywhere. But in in Lakeville and Middleborough area, a lot of them have stuck around. So you will see, like you'll drive by the Clark Horror Cemetery, H-O-R-R. <laughs> the Clark Horror, might be Horror, but the Clark Horror, I think that's right. But the, it's those were two families that lived nearby, and that was their family plots that they were using. So, and people have maintained them, and they preserved them, and they've uh, lovingly dedicated time to making sure that they stay looking good and staying mm-hmm. clean, and people go and visit. So, it's worth taking a drive down, especially if you just like old cemeteries. Yeah. You know, it's I, I do. I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes me weird, but. Someone else does, too, because they hung up the phone on me and went hung out in a cemetery for, like, ten minutes and then didn't call me back. I think that's you. Yeah. Just Sorry. Saying. Just She says, saying. next time you don't call me back, you're going to end up in one of those cemeteries. Right. Well, I didn't want to put that out on the air, but now everyone knows my secret, so. Well, now that's, <laughs> you that's premeditation now, so you can't do it. No one talks back to me there. <laughs> nah, huh, <laughs> he got you. I just don't answer. Uh-oh. All right, so uh, why don't we try? I see that uh, DLH Paranormal has posted a video. Uh, they were out there trying some experiments out at Rehoboth Village Cemetery in Rehoboth. And this is in one of those spots that you can go. All, I mean, a lot of this Bridgewater Triangle stuff, these ghost stories, uh, as much as we say Lauren Coleman started uh, chronicling the Bridgewater Triangle in the late 70s and the early 80s, and he coined the term the Bridgewater Triangle. The ghost stories, because Lauren focused a lot on the UFO stuff, the cryptids, uh, some of the weird uh, mental illness facets of it. There's a lot of things that he focused on that didn't include ghosts. And it was a later book called The New England Ghost Files that actually really started focusing on the ghost stories. And Rehoboth was a big part of that book, and the Rehoboth Village Cemetery was part of that. So uh, we'll check this video from DLH Paranormal. We have uh, Deb, Laura, Vinny, Heather, Cynthia all out there. Uh, So we will check this video, and three, two, one, triangle. (laughs) So, hey everyone, DLH, Heather, Laura, Hi. we have our friend Vinny with us, and Cindy. (laughs) Um, We just arrived a little while ago, we got lost because the the fog was horrendous, it was pitch black. Um, <clears throat> there goes the K2 meter again every time we get near that grade. We just found a flag on the ground. See? So, and this is it. Cindy was like, oh no, we need to find out where it goes. And she had it in her hand. We were looking for the grave. And as we got close to this one, as you can see, yeah. the K2 meter goes crazy right over here. Make sure you hold the phone back. And, sure and the phone is not anywhere, anywhere near it. 
So we know it's not the phone that's been setting it off. Yeah. Um, but we just thought that that was really cool that we would use the K2 meter to find out where the flag went. So it was kind of cool. What is this? Yeah. My ovulus is going off. Give me one second, guys. I got it in my pocket. I'm carrying a million things at once here. Um, video. Yes, yes, we're doing video. video. Oh my God. That is awesome. Video. Oh, is this your flag? Well, that was my fault. I clicked out of the video window. But you can check out the rest of the video on the Spooky South Coast Facebook page. So for the reference, if I go to click out of that screen when the video is playing, I can't do it. Lesson learned. Hey, I want to throw out a birthday shout-out. And it's not quite his birthday yet. It won't be until tomorrow. But I know that he's watching the show live. A very rare opportunity for him to get to watch the show live. Normally he catches it after the fact. But he's been a long-time listener and... I'm I'm proud to see that he has taken his interest in this show and the subjects that we talk about, and now parlayed that into uh, a he's an actual paranormal investigator now, and he's been going out. That's probably why he doesn't get to catch the show live now because he's always busy on Saturday nights. But happy birthday to one of our biggest and longest and oldest fans, Ray J. So we would have had a cake for you, but we had beer instead. We had yeah, we had beer instead, which is just as good. We would have had cannolis, but we sent them out into the field. We did, and they don't even have cannolis with them. What? So, I know. How did that happen? How are you team cannolis without cannolis? Well, they have that other name that Mark always pushes, the Pitwaka, Pitwaka name, whatever. It was like, I think it was all their initials or something. Uh-huh. I forget what it was. And, like, Mark just can't let go of the fact that, you know, that's not the name anymore, man. They went with the cannolis. When you become known for something, that just becomes your nickname, you know? Like, when you give somebody a nickname and it sticks, that's got to stay. I know that, because I used to always nickname people. Some of them were good. <laughs> most of them were terrible. You remember that, Matt? I have my nickname tattooed to my ankle. Do we want to ask what it is? It's UJF. That's what my dad calls me. He's called me that forever. Just the initials? Yep, UJF. He doesn't, like, pronounce it as a word? Well, it's Ursula J. Flockmartin. <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere I go, I sign UJF. Okay. So I have t- tattooed with his um, with his handwriting. UJF. We we had this we had a tattoo discussion not that long ago on Spooky South Coast. Uh, well, actually, just the last time we had a show, we had a discussion about tattoos. We talked with a, a local guy who has a tattoo that he says was put on him by aliens after he was abducted uh, from his home in a cushionet. But we talked about uh, a few weeks before that. We talked about what tattoos the, the Spooky South Coast crew has. And I have that one and a music note. We had people guess which one of us doesn't have a tattoo. Can yes. you guess which one of us doesn't have a tattoo? You. That's me. Because he's got one on his hand. Yeah, you can see that one. <laughs> she has got one. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I have more than one. I'm going to leave it alone. I just know you have one. And she's like, I only know that one that you showed me that time. <laughs> well, she took my picture, so she saw the one on my foot, but yeah. it's not the only one. I, I don't just go... Looking up people and be like, yell at him, show me your tattoos. No, she talked about it. It got really uncomfortable. What? Because she was here and John Brightman, who was putting tattoos on her, was talking about it, so it got really uncomfortable. He only did one of mine. So far. Mm. You have that look in your face like, ah, gotta go get that Wraith Nation tattoo now. That TWT what logo. is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, did you see Did you see one of their fans got a nice yes, tattoo? Yes, a lot really of their good. fans do that. Looked really good. But yes, no, there, think, there will be none of that in my future. I don't think I you. will be doing that. I didn't even get my own logo tattooed on me. You have more of a reason to do it than I do. I think that, 
I'd have to have my own logo before I had somebody else's. It would only be right. Well, you so. need a logo. We should, like... No, Spooky Self goes Oh, okay. We should do, like, a petition and make everyone sign it, and then you get so many signatures and you get a tattoo. You need to get a tattoo. Oh, I don't need, need to get a tattoo. I'm not going to give in to your peer pressure. Join the club. Right. No, there's no reason for me to get a tattoo. I don't. Well, I haven't found cool anything that I want. You don't have one either? Permanently what on my body. What is wrong with you? See? Right. But he has plans. He has plans, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get really angry when people... Yeah, so me. did I when I was, like, 17. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait till I'm 18 I can go get a tattoo. I haven't done it, though. But you will. Exactly. Well, why wouldn't you want to? It's art. It's beautiful. Yeah, but the best thing about art is that I can interchange it and not have to look at the same thing all the time. Well, I could interchange mine. I could scribble it out and get something different. Listen, if I put a tattoo <laughs> on my body, it's not for me to see. It's for other people to see because I don't look at myself nearly enough. I, I forget I have mine. To make yeah, that a lot. happen. Mine are hidden. So. I did have one idea for a tattoo. Mm-hmm. I'm having beer burps. I have to keep backing away from the yeah. microphone. But I, I did have one, one idea for one, and, and it would have worked. It would have been. It would have fit in perfectly with tonight's episode, with the Bridgewater Triangle. Because last year, when we did our Bridgewater Triangle event, where we went to the West Bridgewater, uh, the I'm sorry, the Old Bridgewater Historical Society, they brought out some historical artifacts, and one of the artifacts that they had was the original deed, where Massasoit signed over the Bridgewater land to the colonists. And it had Massasoit's symbol that he signed with his own hand. So this was like the actual handwriting of Massasoit. And I thought that that was so cool that I took a picture of it and I said, that is something that I would get tattooed on me. Massasoit's personal symbol. I don't know why I would want that, why I would feel a connection, but I definitely would want it. And that's something that when you have that tattooed on you, people are like, what is that? Yeah, it's a good story. It's not just like, one night I got drunk and my friends wanted to get tattoos. And I was like, well, I'll just take a wizard. None of my stories. Some people, out like some that. people's stories are like that. You know, not mine. Mine some, all have meaning. So, I, I kind of feel like if you walk into a tattoo shop and you're picking something off the wall, you're doing it wrong. Right. Agreed. I like the butterflies. <laughs> right. Well, no, that's a different story. If you're like, I, you know, if you're like, I have a connection to butterflies. I want to have a butterfly. Right. And you walk in, you're like, show me your butterfly designs, and they point one out. That's kind of all right. But when you walk in there and you're like, I think I want to get a tattoo, but I don't know what I want. And you're just, like, walking around, like, looking. Like, if you're buying tattoos the way I buy sneakers, like, that's not the good way to do it. Like, hmm. Like, man, that'll go with everything that I have. And uh, I won't look stupid if I have that one showing all the time. Like, that's my biggest problem with buying sneakers. I'm like, I just want plain black. Oh, God, no. We got to, like, get you out more colors. No, no colors. Get you some Chuck Taylors. Oh, no, no. I, I, no, no Chucks for me. No thanks. Why? Because when I put on shoes, I want to actually feel like I have shoes on. <laughs> Not like I just stuck my foot in a sleeping bag or something. And actually, a sleeping bag is more comfortable. Oh, my God. My heart hurts so Chucks much right now. Chucks are the worst. My no. Chucks are in my car, I think. I had like 12 pairs of them when I was a junior in high school. Mm. I went out. This is totally off topic of the Bridgewater Triangle. Right? <laughs> As usual. I have triangles on my Chucks, so there you go. So the, when I was a junior, there was a, a shoe outlet. In, in Buzzards Bay. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is back then, they used to have tons of Chucks, dirt cheap. Like a year after that, they would put them all on the shelf. Like by the time you were probably 
looking, not that you ever wore trucks, Matt, I don't think you, I ever saw you in, in them, but, <laughs> you know, if you had gone there to look for them a couple of years later, they would have been $70 on the shelf. But when I was getting them, there was a big giant basket of them in the front of the store, and they were $6 a pair. Mm-hmm. So I went in there and I bought like 12 different pairs. I bought all different colors because I'm like, if I wear a red shirt, I can wear red chucks. If I wear a green shirt, I can wear green chucks. Mm. So I got all these different colors and I had the, the regular black and I had the white and all that stuff. And I found that I wore the black more often, more than anything anyway. But I just hated the way that they felt. It's just like a piece of rubber with some canvas on the side. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like I was wearing a shoe. It didn't feel like I had any kind of support on my feet. So I was like, these suck. So I... Bought all 12 of them right before school started, by junior year of high school. And by November of that year, I was like, I cannot wear these anymore. And I went and I bought Nikes, mm-hmm. and I've never looked back. I've never looked back. These shoes that I have right now are the most comfortable <laughs> sneakers I've ever had. And then it's, Jordans. It's like gentle caresses of my feet. I've had Jordans before, but these are like the first... All right, so I can't really afford to go out and buy Jordans. I bought some at the Salvation Army. These are like the first. These are the first brand new ones that I've ever had, and they are just the best. So now I think I'm spoiled. I think I can never wear any. And they're not like expensive Jordans. It's not like somebody's trying to collect these and put them on a shelf. Mm -hmm. I bought them at Marshalls across the street on clearance. But damn, if I had gone in there and they had four more of these same pair, I would have just bought them all. Oh so God. that when these ones wore out, I'd have another one. And then when those wore out, I'd have Because I get four or five, six years out of a pair of sneakers. Yeah. Because I'm frugal. Because I, I don't care if they match anything, so. You have to match. Yep. They're black. They match everything. I don't have to worry about it. Mostly everything. I only wore these ones because these, these aren't even chucks. These are, I don't know what these are. But because we went outside and I couldn't get my chucks dirty, so. I've definitely Ma- got my Chucks dirty and Madonna, I have to constantly clean them. Madonna Diamond in the chat room remembers getting Chucks for $3.99. Wow. It's like Which is about what they're worth. No! They're no, really. Like, the materials that they use, that's about what they're worth. But it's made with love, Tim. You're missing the point. Made by love, <laughs> made, made with love by small Taiwanese children it's okay. working against their will. They still love what they do. They're like, oh my God. People ask that. They're like, who is Chuck Taylor? He's a Taiwanese slave master. <laughs> People are going to hate this me. This is terrible right now. Yes, I prefer I prefer to have my sneakers named after people that I know I firsthand. Prefer, so, so you know Michael Jordan? Oh. You I, like BFFs? I, I have met Michael Jordan before. I'll tell you the story off the air because it's probably not that interesting to the, to the listeners, but remind me after the show to tell you about the time that I met Michael Jordan. Okay. It's like the only time I turned into a, like a blithering idiot while working a media assignment. That's so funny. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I prefer expensive heels over sneakers. Oh, yes, she does, especially on photo shoots. Oh, my God. In the freaking forest. <laughs> and I wasn't the one that fell. <laughs> no, I, I was one in Chucks who fell down the hill. Just so, see, Chucks are dangerous. Suit on name, ask the exact model of Chucks. I don't know. Exact model of Jordans? Of, you have, yeah, you don't my know? Jordans, yeah, I don't know. It usually says it on the box. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. They look like Ooh, this. Oh, they're high tops. Oh, of course. <laughs> I don't wear low tops. So these these are them. They're uh, it doesn't say what model they are on the shoe. I don't think. I think they're just very basic Wait, basic Jordans. I will take a picture right now and tell you. See, they got the Jordan symbol. They got the twenty three. Hold on. Riveting. This is riveting. It is. It's great radio. <laughs> All right, I'll have an answer for you in five. Right. <laughs> I have connections. Well, what? 
I want, to, I want to take the time to put it back on during the show. No. All right. Should we get back into Bridgewater Triangle talk? Nah. We can keep talking about shoes. I mean, right now the, there's teams <laughs> out in the dark in the woods right. by themselves risking death. Risking death. Hopefully they're not wearing chucks. Risking will... eastern equine encephalitis. And they're out there and they're like, this <laughs> guy's talking about his shoes on and the radio Ashley right now. And comes in and talks about shoes all day long. Do you like uh, whoever has first EVP of the day? We do. Yeah. In the videos? Yep, we I'm do. I'm refreshing. Hang on. I'm getting there. I'm busy trying to figure out what kind of shoes you're wearing. Hobbless session EVP day. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I s- oh, first EVP of the night. Oh, quick, which one Which one do you want to do? First EVP of the night? Uh, let's do first EVP of the night because it's, sh- it's a short one. So we'll do that one. That's a good one. Because it's 247. All right. Let me know when you're ready, Matt. And three, two, one, triangle. So, hi, everybody. DLH over here at Rehoboth Village Cemetery. We're getting so much activity. It's crazy on the K2. We're hearing voices, um, footsteps. We came over into this direction where Cindy had heard the woman um, humming. So we did a little EVP session, and we did catch an EVP. It was pretty cool. Um, I said, can you speak into my red light? And you hear this voice. How big is it? Or is it big? No, is it big, she said, right? Is it big? So I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to try to hold it close to the phone so you can hear it, and I'll replay it three, like three or four times. But it's right after I say... Speak into my red light, you'll hear her voice. It's really a whisper, but I'm hoping you guys can hear it. And then the grunt right after. Oh, and then the grunt. Oh, right yeah, afterwards. we caught a it's grunt. Like a weird noise. That's really the only way to describe it. Yeah. Ooh, Are you ready? Yeah, obviously, we're set up on a blanket here. Okay. <laughs> At the Rehoboth Village Cemetery, notice Cindy talking in the background. Um, Cindy keeps hearing a woman. We would love to speak with you. If you come up to my red light, you can speak into my red light. Speak into my red light. Wait, you gotta let it Speak go into the my ground. red light. And tell me your name. Okay, rewind that again. Did you guys hear that? Did Play that one it? more time. So you can hear it, now you know what you're listening for, and then you hear the weird noise afterwards. Okay, let me rewind a little bit. Um, Cindy keeps hearing a woman. I would love to speak with you. If you come up to my red light, you can speak into my red light. Speak into my red light. And tell me your name. And tell me your name. Red light. You can speak into my red light. And tell me your name. There it was. So I'm hoping you guys heard that. I just kept repeating it. Did anybody say if they could hear it or not? Not yet. Oh, I hope so, because that was a really cool one. <clears throat> so we're still getting a lot of activity on the K2 meter. Um, the Ovilus has pretty much um, been right on the money with everything that we've um, we've been talking about. So pretty cool. Cindy heard footsteps. Cool. We're getting a lot of activity tonight. So. Yeah, we got the K2 here, the Ovilus set up. So we'll keep you guys updated. All right, that was DLH Paranormal out at the Rehoboth Village Cemetery. There was definitely something there. I couldn't quite make out what it was, uh, but I definitely could hear something being whispered there. 
which is pretty cool. So they've, they've got their first EVP of the night. And coming up in the next hour, we can also check up uh, with uh, an ovalist session that uh, the Paranormal Expeditions did out in the Hockamock Swamp. Uh, we can check out some more of the stuff that's going on. We have the teams out there. We have uh, Moniz is actually out in the field, too, as well. He's out near the dog track area. Uh, I think they're looking for Bigfoot again. So uh, we'll, we'll check in with him at some point during the show as well. And we'll ha- hear more from our teams out there in the Bridgewater Triangle area. Again, if you want to join us for our Bridgewater Triangle event, it's coming up November 4th. It's Mysterious Middleborough. And you can get your tickets at SpookySouthCoast.com. You get to investigate the Oliver House, which you've heard us talking about earlier tonight. We have a team out there tonight. You've heard us talking about, in the past, the things that have happened at the Middleborough Town Hall. And you get to investigate the Mayflower Lodge. The, uh, uh, the Masonic Lodge is right across from the Town Hall as well. So all that's going on. There's also still some tickets left for next Saturday night. There will be no show because you're away. I will be in Sleepy Hollow, New York. I think Moniz is away. Matt, if you're not going away, you might as well. Should I go away? You, you, you can stay here. Okay. You guys can do you your can own. Go to Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Cody and, and Ashley, you guys can just do the show. We'll teach you how. I don't even know how to do a show. I'll just start No, this show, I mean. Oh. We'll teach you how to press these buttons and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I Someday. Like a I had to button. do it once. It wasn't that bad. Someday. Thank God. We, d- we dummy-proof it as much as we can. What's that supposed to mean? It means that we've let Moniz do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Matt but, and I had a code worked out. What was our code? Code purple? If If I panic, just hit the purple button. Yep. But uh, next Saturday night, uh, I will be uh, in North Andover, Mass, at the Parson Barnard House. You've seen it on uh, Destination America's Haunted Towns on the Salem episode. Uh, We'll be doing uh, an event there as well, so you can get those tickets on SpookySouthCoast.com as well. So many things coming up here in the coming weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join in all the fun, but then make sure you join in all the fun with us coming up in the next hour when we check in more with our teams across the Bridgewater Triangle. It's our annual Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Night. We do it once a year. It's people circle, circle it on their calendar. They say this is the night that if any night Spooky South Coast is going to screw up on the air. So we want to make sure that we tune in and check it out. And we haven't done it yet, but we've also kept it safe by talking about sneakers and beer and other things. We haven't things, talked about snacks yet. Snacks is coming. Okay. And so uh, we, cake. we did. We did mention the birthday cake. We'll talk about all that coming up in the next hour. But take a quick break. We're going to take a break for the news here. We'll come back with our news with Ashley in studio. Stay tuned. Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa, Stephanie Burke, Cody Despians, right? Is that right? Cody Despians, right? That's how you pronounce it, right? Cody? Cody. Okay. Not Cody. Not Cody. Okay. I thought I pressed the button. No, apparently you didn't. I can't tell because the button doesn't light up on the... Oh, there it goes. Poor Cody's yelling, Cody, Cody, and nobody can hear. And Ashley Turner is here, of course, and you guys know Ashley... As the news correspondent, the paranormal news correspondent with the week in weird, and this week 
She's it's actually going to get things so weird here. here. Yeah. It makes it extra weird, yeah. She right. just randomly showed up. We don't know how she got here. Uh, well, I assume they took a car. No. Nope. Flew my spaceship. All right. Well, <laughs> that sounds like it's a potential weekend weird story. It is. Speaking of spaceships, I got something to tell you guys. All right. Well, before we get into the news, we said that we would talk about snacks in the second hour. And so this is news. Snack news. <laughs> Snack news. Okay. This is new. And it also relates to the to the Bridgewater Triangle. Because last week, when I was at the novice night at the Oliver House, they brought out a snack I had never seen before. Maybe what? you guys had, but I had never seen it before. What kind of snack is this? Chocolate Twinkies. Yes, I have them in my lunch every day. Not chocolate-covered Twinkies, oh, which are called, what, crocodiles? Crocodiles. Uh, I don't know. Are they? I think so. Matt's like, I don't care. You're talking about, it's like a regular Twinkie with chocolate around it, right? That's what you're talking about? No, it's like... Chocodiles. Chocodiles, that's what I'm talking about. No, it's chocolate inside of the Twinkie. Oh, so it's a regular yellow Twinkie with chocolate inside? Yeah, Mm. the host is They have a peanut butter one, too. Ew. Well, that's where I'm getting... I'm not okay with this. I don't know. My mom put it in my lunchbox. So, there's... there's, But there's now a Twinkie that's just chocolate cake. Okay. Really? With cream on the inside. White cream on the inside. So it's basically, it's, it's like a Hostess cupcake in a Twinkie shape. That's okay. what it tastes like to me. But still, it kind of blew my mind. I'd never seen it before. They're, they're turning into like having one product and just making it a different shape. But that's the idea, I think. Yeah. It's like, we've got these molds. We might as well keep the molds. Now but I want a Hostess cupcake. Let's cut back on the, on the thing. So, but then, so last night I went into the convenience store down the street yeah. where I like to go get my hot dogs at 11 o'clock at night. That's so <laughs> disgusting. I got, got chili cheese dogs. Ew. But uh, while I'm in there, I happen to look over at the Hostess snack area and they have chocolate twinkies yeah but before matt ruined the surprise with peanut butter filling so it was like a funny bone shaped like a twinkie yuck it was pretty good no it was pretty good so you ate that with 11 o'clock hot dogs well i didn't eat until 11 30 because by the time i got back here it was like 11 30 okay but i had my chili dogs i i avoided the roller burger I like how Tim's diet is strictly like from Seven Eleven. Right. <laughs> this was Cumberland Farms. Oh, okay. All right. Just all right. So just gas stations in yep. general. Yep. Cumbies, I think, is a step above Seven Eleven when it comes to food. I think Seven Eleven's wings are better. I think that's disgusting. <laughs> all of it is just gross. But what does that do to your stomach? Uh, makes it bigger, apparently. <laughs> that's what's been going on in my life for the past twenty, thirty years. But um, the the uh, the good the good part about going over there though and and and, and getting the you can get a variety of different types of food now in hot dog shape. <laughs> so it's right yes now. it's it's not like you it's not like when you walk in there and you're like ah, I'm looking for something in a tubular right, shape right. to have for dinner. Listen, but the only choice I have in a tubular shape is a hot dog. I want something, but I want it phallic. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to put something long and thin and round in my mouth. And so I go in there in a bun with sauerkraut and chili and cheese or what have you. So I go in there, and, and not only now do they have they have the hot dogs, they have the, the brats, which I'm not a big brat guy, but I can go for one once in a while. They have the taquitos. Yeah. Uh, taquitos are pretty good. The the, yeah. ran, the Korean beef and then the ranchero chicken. Right, right. And... Uh, but now they have the they've perfected the roller dog, the the burger dog, which Matt and I were on the beginning stages of that. 
Right. They in, still are in, in like the late nineties, early two thousands, we had one at a at a at a go kart place, mm-hmm. and we got sick. Like, of course we, you we, did. We, we both got ill off of it, right? Um, <laughs> they were not good. They did not taste yeah. good. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They were like super greasy. Usually, when we roll the dice like that, like it doesn't end up well. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, we crap out. So, but not only do they have, Literally. not only have they perfected the the burger dog now. Yep. I saw one that was actually freaking blue cheese stuffed. Stop it! It was so, so... good. It was delicious. Ugh. So good. What but, is wrong with you? So you guys turn your nose, turn your nose up at that stuff, but you eat like pizza rolls and stuff like that. What's wrong Let with me tell you about what happened to me with pizza stuff. rolls. Stuff. No, Have you no, tried no, no, these no, no, pizza no. rolls? They're hotter. How does they say on the package? Totino's pizza rolls made at home are fine. Like five people in our audience get the pizza are, rolls are you, joke. Are you saying Cumberland Farms doesn't have the uh, means to be no. sanitary? No, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe how the, the extra steps they go. I, I said to the kid, I want to take one of these hot dogs. He's like, no, no, no. i got to make sure it's 155 first. And I was like, okay. okay. Great. So However. They're very sanitary there. <laughs> They may be or may not be. The quality be. probably isn't as The quality good. is probably gross. Who's to say it's, the person handling it is clean because it's a gas station? It's, but they're... And people that They're not gas in. station... Jo- they're not gas jockeys. You pump your own gas. I just go there I, for the that that I know. I know you don't believe it, but there are places where you go and you actually get out of the vehicle and pump your own gas. I do that. I'm just messing with you. Unless but somebody's in my passenger seat, then they pump it. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> so going in... So, so uh, anyway, so anyway, I had to go there the other day. I had to get some gas before I came into work, and I had to come into work early. So I go over and I just peruse the round cylindrical meats section, and uh, <laughs> and what do I see there? But French toast taquitos with sausage in the middle. Gross. <laughs> and they had like warm uh, syrup cups that you could take with it too. That's um. A real uh, clash of cultures right there. It was delicious. <laughs> I had two of them because you buy the like two for two bucks or whatever. So yes, it was quite the nice breakfast. Gross. Mm-mm. You you mm. balk at it. If I brought if I brought you in, you don't like steak, right? Jerry's still out. Do you like 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 shaved steak like a steak sandwich? Do you like a steak sandwich? I don't mind it. I used to like it a lot more years ago. So if I brought you, not to plug Cumberland Farms here, but if I brought you the Cumberland Farms. Steak and egg sandwich, steak, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich on an Asiago bagel and gave it to you and didn't tell you that it was from Cumberland Farms, you would be like, this is delicious. How I long would, has Dunkin' Donuts had this? You should I do a blind know. taste test. No, because I would know. No, you wouldn't. Yes, well, I would. Listen, I might be in the minority. I think Dunkin' Donuts sandwiches aren't that good. No, they're not that great. Um, you know what is excellent fast food breakfast? Burger King French toast sticks. Well, they're a dollar, too, so I eat like 20 of them. They're no, really it's really good. good. Dairy-free yogurt from the grocery store. <laughs> just throwing that out. If you, there's Activia in the uh, no. fridge here. If you need it, man, I just discovered it. Go-gurt. <laughs> yeah, I like to freeze right, my go-gurt, thank no, you. No, hold on, Matt. Since, since we brought it up, <laughs> tell, them, tell them the point that you made as we were walking uh, back I, from the I, restrooms. I feel like uh, instead of Activia, they should have called Activia Go-Gurt. <laughs> oh, oh! Here I am thinking you're getting like SpongeBob Gogurts. No, you've no. taken it the other way. All right, yep. okay, cool. You're taking it the other way. Yep, the exactly. other way. The other way. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. All right. All right. Now we've gone past the point of return. Is there, is there the anyone, any way of coming back from this? No. Yes, there is. Here's the news with Ashley. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Please. So, 
<laughs> don't don't talk about no. There's, th- there's nothing in here that says. Is there anything meat. about tube meats, tube shaped meats in your story? <laughs> Do on. you I enjoy? Gotta get, I gotta get rid of half of this stuff now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, did you guys know something happened um, close to here on September 28th? September 28th. What was I doing? It wasn't me. It was it like a Wednesday. Wasn't no, it wasn't you. Happened at 9.30 at night in Westboro, Massachusetts, between exits oh, West- 11... I'll, I'll be in Westboro this Friday. And 11A, <laughs> a UFO was spotted. Really? Nope, not okay. By Cody, who was on Blossom you, Rise you s- Up and Taps, and Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters. You saw this UFO. I actually remember seeing that video. I remember you guys talking. You were talking about it in a video, right? Yeah. Was, or there was a post. I remember yeah, seeing tweet, something about it. Yeah, we tweeted about it, yeah. So they blew up my Twitter about it, and so I now I have to talk about it. And it was it was the first one for both of you, right? I've had something strange happen at my house. I live right on the Rehoboth Taunton line, so like right near Anawan Rock. And um, I've had something strange happen at my house around 3 o'clock in the morning where something, I heard like, it sounded like a vacuum cleaner was flying over the house, <laughs> literally. And I, I ended up messaging Moniz about it. And... Um, I saw a big bright light and then two smaller lights appear on each side of it. And um, it got brighter and then just shot up in the sky and the noise got louder. And that was that was my only, uh, uh, I guess, UFO experience. Well, ever. I mean, you can't identify what it right. was. So. so it was a UFO then. Um, but nothing, nothing since then. And that was like 2014. Um, so what happened in, in Westboro? So I was driving home with Dustin from an event in... Auburn, Mass. And uh, we're coming down the Mass Pike in between 11 and 11A. It's like nine miles between the two exits. Uh, so we're driving down, and it's just like a straight stretch. And in front of us, hovering, is a big white light. So I says, what's that? And uh, I says, it doesn't look like a plane. And a plane happened to be flying by from the right. I says, oh, you can see the red blinking light. This didn't have a blinking light. So as we're getting closer, it's staying in one spot. And um, it had the dome shape. Hmm. The whole thing was illuminated. Dome shape, mushroom shape. Dome, and then underneath it was hanging this big, bright spotlight. Now, you know, um, like car dealerships, they have those big spotlights, like, oh, yeah, like yep. the Batman signal. Yeah, yeah, like, and movie theaters. Right, for, like, absolutely, yeah. Yep. So it looked like one of those hanging from the bottom of this thing. So uh, as we got closer, uh, it looked like a giant Tiffany lamp. That's what it looked like, that same shape. The whole thing was illuminated, um, and then it just had this big, bright spotlight. So we ended up getting right under it, and I took my phone out, took a picture. But the light was so bright, it just looked like a big, blurred white circle. So I was watching it. We were watching it. It shoots over horizontally to the right uh, about, I don't know, 300 yards, stops, and then stays there for about eight seconds and then shoots up in the sky and disappears. Wow. No idea what it was. And, uh, and no report? Nobody's nobody's uh, come out and said, you know, we think it was this, we think it was that? Nothing here. But then I, first of all, I didn't believe him. I was like, okay, you, <laughs> you guys have been out together a little way too long. Go to bed. I was glad he was with me because it would have sounded crazy. <laughs> but people were stopping. On the highway because it was that low. So multiple people saw this. I would say it was about if it landed on a football, at least fifty yards, covering fifty yards of the football field. It was wow. low. It was low, maybe fifteen, fifteen hundred feet up. So then I did some research about this, and 
A similar incident happened in three days later in Paris. Hmm. So, I don't know if it's connected or not, or it's... Well, we'll definitely follow up on that yeah. with the, the National UFO Reporting Center and move that, on. That's what I, I went on there, and they didn't have much to say. So I don't know if anyone's actually reported it to them or they... Well, I mean, we can just keep an eye and see if yeah. somebody, if more similar reports start popping up. You never so, know. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Glad you could be in here to, to share it first. strange, too. yeah. Oh, no, it's very strange. I don't have to talk so much. And, and then, I'll be, as I said, I'll be there Friday night. We, uh, myself and Jeff, Belanger, Andy Lake, uh, Carl Johnson, and Frank Grace, we're all heading up there for an evening of Ghost Stories and New England Legends wow. at, uh, at the Mill Pond School there. It's sold out. All the tickets are gone. It was free to go. Like, you just had to go and register for the ticket. We sold the place out. Just go hang out on the highway. So, but that's, well, I'm going to definitely pay attention. As I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And now, uh, my next one is, um, you may have seen this video gone. It's, like, viral now. It's titled, Video of Alleged High School School, High School's School Ghostly's Internet Petrified. Um, a surveillance camera is capturing a ghost terrorizing the halls in Ireland. Um, it's, the video has been seen over five five million times um the principal said that to i am so sorry i cannot speak tonight the principal said that um if it's a prank they don't know how they're doing it um it's a pretty um creepy video i've watched it and it i kind of screamed some, some curse words and i was like oh. <laughs> so it's definitely something you guys should check out i'll throw it up on facebook and whatnot so you guys check it out um you guys seen it I have not watched it. I've seen it all over my Facebook feed. I thought it was um, a scam at first because, you know, because everyone was resharing it and resharing mm-hmm. it. So I kind of, like, saved it and just let it be. And then, like, I watched it and I was like, oh, 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 oh God. Oh, gee, oh, goodness. I know. I think the local news picked it up. Um, it might have been WCVB5, and they were saying that either the drama department in the high school is excellent or this is a ghost. So but I have not seen it, but I will definitely check it out. The video is pretty, like, you're like, whoa. No, I, I haven't seen it. The only one that I've seen is the one that everybody's sending you in your messenger. And With it's the like, guy? Yeah, the oh, guy. Uh, yeah, Sherry. I got, I got a few people. Oh, yeah, Sherry sent it to me. I didn't mm. even respond. I got a few I people. I had already that. seen it. And then, you know, living in New England, we see a bunch of cool things. We go cool places. So I found a few top nine places that are considered the best haunted places in New England. And they range from Connecticut to Maine. We have the Sterling Opera House in Derby, Connecticut. I've driven by it. It's a beautiful building. Haven't gone in it because it's, it's like. I know Ghost Hunters went there, right, for one of their episodes. Yeah, since then you can't probably get in there. The College Hall in Montpelier, Vermont. Montpelier. Um, yeah, Dudley Town in Cornwall, Connecticut. If you go there, you will get arrested. Yes. So do not go there. Google it. Look it up. Do your own thing. There's plenty of photos and videos yes. out there from people who have gone, but you will. You will. Right, you, you will get, get arrested. arrested. <laughs> um, the Fairfield Inn in Kentucky. Kentucky Port. This is a very bad name. Kentuckyport. Kentuckyport. Sure. In Maine, the the Paint House in Coventry, Rhode Island, Blood Cemetery in Halls, New Hampshire, um, the Demon House in Southern Connecticut, which makes me a little nervous. That's uh, right next door to your house, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. best buddies. You know, just go over there and hang out. Um, the Devon State Hospital in Devon, um, Massachusetts, and then number one is Lizzie Borden House. What you guys just did. Did they knock down Danvers State Hospital? There's still parts of the original buildings that were used to construct the new buildings, mm-hmm. but it's now, it's there's a big apartment, a big condo complex there now. That's what they did with the Norwich State Hospital in Connecticut. They knocked yep. it all down, and now Mohegan Sun owns it. So Most of those, uh, most of those 
state hospitals. That's what they're doing with a lot of them because there's nothing else you can do. So you sell off the land. Uh, What about the Seaside Sanatorium in Connecticut? Is that still? It's still standing. I've been in there. I know they were were building like a park around it, right? So the original plan, they wanted to build a children's like amusement park, which is made me was like, what? Because they did children research on there. They did like the um, tuberculosis stuff and all that for the kids. Mm-hmm. And they did very hurtful things to children also, so why would you make it a children's like area to play when everything maybe, that went on there? Maybe try to reverse the energies <laughs> a little bit. But I went in there uh, a few years back. Um, again, you can't get in there because you will get arrested. I did not get arrested. But, um, and we're in one of the observation rooms, and I was saying, you know, I work with children. You know, feel, feel free to talk to me. Don't don't worry about the men in the building. They're not going to bother you. And at the time, I didn't hear it, but my recorder picked it up, and you could hear a wheelchair coming down the hallway. And when I say don't worry about the men in the building, the wheelchair stops and it reverses. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty active place. It's pretty cool. It's got I have um, personal photos on my photography page of the inside the building. So uh, one of our one of our frequent attendees to one of our events to our events uh, mm-hmm. messaged me and said, you know, this might be a good place for for haunted towns, but I actually try to get us in there for ghost stalkers and ghost asylum. So going all the way back to 2014, mm-hmm. trying to get permission and just kept hitting the brick wall. I, I yep. talked to this person, talked to this person, and then uh, no, it's not going to happen. The only way you get in is through a little hole in the wall and you have to climb. The the best part is when you can at least, if you're going to get a no, you at least want it to be from the first person that you talk to because every person that leads up to that no is just false hope. Yep. You're like, oh, I talked to like four people. We're getting closer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, that's what I have for you. Well, Steve. thank you very much. And thank you for doing it in person. Yeah. You know you're welcome anytime. I know that it's a hike for you, but anytime mm-hmm. you're around, you want to come in and do the news, the door is always open, but it's not. It's locked. Just let yeah. us know what bed you're in. <laughs> All right, thank you. Just I what you do is you're like, just bang on the window with, like, with a knife. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. No, I've had enough scary experiences like so that, that today. I'm, I'm all done. Well, well it's, there's still Where's plenty Cody of time left you? in the show. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I had a very scary trip up here today. It was not okay. It was not. Well, that's true. <clears throat> you think that's scary. We got some stuff going on out in the Bridgewater Triangle here. And uh, let me just refresh so I have the most latest list of videos. But we haven't checked in with the gang at Anawan Rock in a little while. So let's do that next. Uh, let's see. Just want to see like when the most. Well, why don't we go with the the second one down, Matt? Because I don't think. Yes. I think this is this is a little one minute video, so we'll try this one. We'll see what's going on with them. Let me know when you're ready. Three, two, one. Put up my three, two, one triangle. So that's really making me feel better. Same phone, same carrier. You're getting perfect internet, and I'm getting shit. The lovely of technology. Uh, this is Fearsome Force, uh, Fright and Foursome, at Anawan Rock. You're on hashtag Spooky Triangle. Uh, we're taking some photos. Photos seem a little bit off with the mist. It's hard to get anything conclusive or partially conclusive, but it's it's happening. Um, we're listening. We're asking questions. We got. We got some dowsing rods. We got some uh, music going. So we're out here. No hits on the K2s. And uh, we're just trying to uh, 
see what's going on or not see what's going on, as the case may be. Uh, we'll be out here for another hour, taking photos, asking questions. If you have anything here, uh, let us know. Otherwise, we're off. Boo. All right. Well, that was the gang out at Anawan Rock. That's the Fearsome Foursome, Scott, Anna, Leo, and Nick. Nick, the ghost bait, being his first paranormal investigation. All right, why don't we see uh, what else is going on? Because uh, we've had a whole bunch of videos come up here, and if you want to check out these videos in their entirety, some of them are long. Some of them are, you know, five minutes, ten minutes. Uh, if you want to check those out, one of them is 25 minutes. Uh, if you want to check those out, you can go to the Spooky South Coast Facebook page. So go to, Sp- go to Facebook, search for Spooky South Coast. If you haven't already liked the page, give us a like. We appreciate that. And then go into the video section, and you will see all the Bridgewater Triangle videos from tonight posted right up there. And they're going to stay up there. So you'll be able to go up there and check them out day after day. Maybe you watch it and you say, hey, I think that there might have been something weird in that video that I want to bring to people's attention. It'll be right there for you to do it with. And uh, so why don't we see? Well, you know what? It looks like Matt's live right now. Why don't we try and bring up uh, their live video? Let's see. <laughs> Inner fun, see? You had fun with this? We might get a little bit of a lag there because of this computer. This is doing nothing. It's got a bunch of stuff running at once. Yeah, even. It wasn't the phone. No. There was something having fun with us. Do so they are, they are at the edge of the Hockamock Paranormal Expeditions. Mm. That's just my stomach. I'm starving. So I don't know if they ended that video. It looks like they might have ended it. There you go. That was stuff that was happening actually live. And in the moment, we have uh, we have the third one down, Matt, uh, Dave Francis. Let's check in with what's going on with the group out at Assawampsit Pond in three, two, one, triangle. You did. All right, guys. Sorry, I got knocked off somehow. Um, well, the that, girls are seeing some sort of a light that was this 25 minute closer video, so between the that. light that I was describing <laughs> moving back and forth. I couldn't see it. I get blind because I get this screen up, and every time I take it away, I can't see anything for like 10 minutes. Um. But if it's moving closer to us like they're saying, that's the same type of phenomenon we had happen the last time we were here. The light was definitely coming closer, and then all of a sudden it would be gone, and then it would be off further away from us below. So Kim's going to try to get her audio recorder going. I Personally, I'm not a big meter person. I don't buy into the K2s and stuff because my phone right now would be making the K2 go crazy. I do have a couple of the the DC field meters running, the, um, the tri-field meters running. But they're back at the picnic. You can't really walk around with them because they make noise and flash and everything. Um, we're going to try audio recording. Um, just to see if we get any other type of interaction or something that we can kind of put with what we're seeing. It looks like there's somebody standing under that freaking tree right there, man. It does. I gotta, I'll put a flashlight on that. Right? No, I think it's the branches right here. That's what I was seeing. See that vine? Right here. Okay. I think that's what I was seeing. Well, this is... Did you hear that? Yes. Someone's like really moaning and stuff. Yeah. I should play that. I hope we got that on the audio recorder. I, I've got the phone recording the video. 
Marcus lasers. Don't do Marcus that to me, Mark. Marcus playing Star Wars with us now. Oh. Shooting lasers at us. And where's the lights that we were seeing? That laser grid. Oh, there it is. That laser grid would be freaking cool right now because if anything's moving down there, like a person or something, yeah. you'd see five, it. Five yeah, bucks, Dave. Five bucks, you can get a laser Or a deer. Right. You'd be able to actually see what's moving out there. It's I'm, I know a, a guy. Yeah, I'm a lot more dim. Could you see an outline of like my whole body when I was moving around the laser? Like you could tell yeah. my head. And, oh, right. yeah. yeah. See, like if a deer walked there, you'd so see that, it. That is the totally team dead. team cannoli out there. Dave, Mark, Christina, Brandy, and Kim, all out there around Assawampsa Pond. So it seems like they've got some good stuff going on as well. And um, excuse me, I was uh, another. I, I'm like. I'm trying to like bring their microphones up so they can join in the conversation, but they're over there talking amongst themselves, like they don't realize they're on the radio. Let's see how. Long, let's just put the microphones up and see if we can pick up what they're saying, eh? Let's just see. Okay. So, you, you guys ready? You want to continue? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll just bring your microphones down until you're done snorting and shorting and all that stuff. We'll go to another video, Matt. We'll see uh, what else we have up there. Let's see. Uh, we have uh, who haven't we checked in with in a while? Who haven't we checked in with? I'm going through the my list and seeing who who Deb. You want to go to that one? Spirit box sessions. Hashtag spooky triangle. All right, we're gonna go with this one. This is DLH Paranormal out in the Rehoboth Village Cemetery. In three, two, one, triangle.
And this is one of those things where listening to the spirit box, like you may want to go back and watch the videos on the Spooky South Coast Facebook page. You know, throw on a pair of headphones, plug it into your phone or into your computer, and then watch the videos and listen back and see if you can pick up anything. It's really hard to, to kind of make anything out if you're not there. And especially like if you're home listening on the AM radio, it's probably really hard to make things out. But you might put on your headphones and listen to it on the YouTube video, I mean on the uh, Facebook Live video, and stuff will stand out a lot more clearly for you. So spirit boxes, again, it's not always something that I buy into, but I've had so many weird things come through them that I kind of can't discount them 100%. So They have their ups and downs. So. What about, Cody, do you guys use any on your investigations now? <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know Ken's not a big fan. Yeah, so, oh, well, my opinion is, uh, for experimental use, it's good, but I would never take one into a client's home uh, that, you know, is is scared and have children especially because, you know, we, we've been to so many homes that have had teams come in with spirit boxes that have pulled the demon card right oh, away. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, we'd rather use equipment that, you know, we, we can back up and... You know, is is not doesn't have so many other variables to what's happening uh, than the spirit box. Well, we were just checking in with uh, DLH Paranormal, but I saw they just went live. Uh, Matt, I'm going to bring that up and just check and see if it's if they're still doing the spirit box. If they've moved on to something else, maybe we'll just stay with them live for a couple minutes. Here we go. It's loading up. Yeah. <laughs> and the video ended right as <laughs> right as I went to it. That's how it works. But that's all right. This is still way cooler technology than we've had in the past. I'm going to hit my refresh button real fast and just see what else is up there for us to check out. Who haven't we checked in with for a while? Paranormal Expeditions? We probably should check in with them. I know they've been posting a bunch of stuff up. Uh, let's see. Uh, why don't we go to... Uh, you know what? We never checked out, picked up some strangers in the woods. Yeah, that let's came what, across my phone. I got real nervous. Let's see what that's all about. And uh, safe. <laughs> what do you think? Three, two, one... Triangle. We want to listen to you. We want to help. Did that just happen? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Talk to us. You're around. Oh, Are you live? Yeah. Yep. I'm live on Spooky South Coast. Mama. 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 What happened with your mom? You want to talk to us? What'd she do to you? Hey, when you ask a question, give it like ten seconds for a response, just so it doesn't get confused. Yeah. That's yeah, just a little pause. That's all. Guys, we're back. Facebook Live here with you guys at Spooky South Coast. We found some stragglers out in the woods. We've been recruiting them. Now they're going to come out and help us investigate. We're going to find Sasquatch tonight. It's going to be the night. We're all going to be rich and famous by the morning. Uh, But we're running the Ovilus and the Melmeter simultaneously. The Ovilus just said, Mama. And the REM portion of the Melmeter just went off. And quite honestly, I've never seen it go off before. Yeah. So it was pretty the interesting. Got, all the it, it all went off at the same time. And the first time it did that for us. We're on our way to the actual swamp portion. Make contact. Speak words to us. We're trying to help you. You want help? Make words happen. 1.7 is pretty high. Mm-hmm. 1.8. Far enough away from the lines, too. Yep. 2.1, 1.1, 5.1. Yep. Come get close. We're all helpful here. We're not going to hurt you at all. These strangers seem very into it.
it's me now. It's not, uh, it's not Matt. So I have these ones for for 6.4. Make your presence known. Might complete. Might complete. What? Might. Might complete. What did you ask? Might complete. What'd you complete? What does it have to do with your mama? 11.8. That's even higher than over by the power That's line. That's the highest we've had tonight. That's nice. This isn't by energy right now. This is yeah, there's no power lines here. Keep speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it went on. Hey, Matt, can you tell us if um, we got the beginning of the video? That's crazy amounts it's of spikes. Yeah, 11.8, but can you tell us, did we get the beginning of the video? Did we get um, the actual REM pod going on? Our night. Our night is not complete. You need to speak to us. You need to let us know that you're here. We yeah, need you to. Need to land. <laughs> luck plan. Hi. Luck plan. Did you luck complete? Crazy? Our luck. Our luck has Did nothing to do with this. Which yeah, we're trying to make contact with you. You need to speak to us. Yo, bro. No, it's good. Yeah. Did you see the REM pod go? You saw it. You saw it go crazy? Oh, good. I good. turned it on and that's when it came on. Even yeah. this being 2.7 right now is crazy. Do you guys want to walk? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty legit. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the highest it's ever been. Ever, ever. And I'm just standing and in I one feel spot. Like this is I'm not even spot, doing anything. No? Why would you want to walk if this is a spot? Could be luring us in. Is there a hot... Should we keep moving? It's also saying plan complete and yeah. all that stuff. So let's complete our plan. Do you yeah. want us here? Yeah. Tell us you want to. Alright, Spooky South Coast, we're moving on. Heading on out. I like it. If you see anything in front of us that we don't notice, yell at us. Blaine Messenger? No, I feel like it's talking to our other group. Why are you the messenger? They're probably trying to separate us. What? Could be. Yeah, like an eight people in group out here. Alright, so that is Paranormal Expeditions and some strangers they picked up out there in the Hockamock Swamp, Matt, Rachel, Jessica, and whoever these other folks are that they met up with. Sounds like they were really into it, though, for, for just jumping into things. So that's pretty that's pretty good. You, you never know when you're out there doing this stuff who you're going to encounter, especially, like, when people want to go into, like, the Freetown State Forest. That's where I get really worried. I'm always like, well, no, you don't want to go in there. If it's just, like, if it's a team of, like, three women, I get nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I really wish you'd take somebody else with you. Not that I think that women aren't equal to men, but when you're talking it's about... scary out there. Yeah, when you're sending three women out there, it can be dangerous because you don't know how many people are out there and what they're up to and what their intentions are. So you have to be aware of all that stuff. Uh, I am still waiting to hear back from Moniz. We haven't heard back from Moniz. He's out at the uh, dog track. And he's probably out in the woods behind the dog track, which is not a very good signal area. Even I know he has Verizon, I think. And even with Verizon, you don't get a very good signal out there. So, I mean, and I have T-Mobile, so. Someone is live now. All right, let's see who just went live. Let's let's click on this. I'm, I'm, I just brought it up, Matt. I clicked on the uh, notification, so let's see what happens. And it's over. I think I heard okay. Dave Francis doing the music from Deliverance, dueling banjos. That's always comforting. Well, it's definitely not comforting when it's Dave doing it. <laughs> I mean, poor Dave, he's got a right pretty mouth. 
Oh my god. So I'm gonna go back and see if I can get back to the video screen. I didn't realize how foggy it is outside. Yeah, everybody's been complaining about how foggy. Well, not complaining, but they've all been warning us. Like, you know, I don't know how much you're gonna be able to see on the video because it is nothing but fog out here. Right. And it's yeah, it's out of a horror movie. It's definitely rolling in here in the parking lot of the spooky studio as well. Right. Uh, so let's see. That was only a five-second video from Dave. So. Hmm. Let's see. Hopefully, nothing ate him. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Well, we have a we have a we have a one we have a 56 second video from Christina. It's All right, let's uh, do that one. if you roll down, Matt, it's the first one from Christina. All right, you see it? You ready? And three, two, one. All right, I can. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Triangle. <laughs> Hi, it's Chrissy from Team Cannolis. Or Mark, what's it called? <laughs> Oh, she, she didn't turn off for notifications. An acronym. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no cannolis tonight. Um, and we have already um, misplaced three of our groups somewhere in the woods. <laughs> so it's me and Mark holding a fort here. Um, just wanted to give you a heads up. We've been getting some words on my little um, app that I use that, you know, not everybody likes. But, hey, you got to try something. And um, it's been talking about... Gruesome slaughters, eaten alive. So, you know, some pretty interesting stuff. So, Mark, why don't you like our name of Team Cannolis? It's not paranormally enough. <laughs> paranormally. So, poor Mark. But we just wanted to say hi, guys, and checking in. All right. So, listen, I like Team Cannoli because I, I like cannolis. Yeah. I like what comes along with it as well. Great friends and great cannolis. They do always find the best ones. Right. And it's it's funny. It's not always the same place. So, But they, they have a good track record of finding really good ones. So I'm just trying to keep up with some of the social media stuff going on. And you can talk about the episode using hashtag Spooky Triangle if you want to uh, be able to follow along with us on social media. We have some folks asking the investigators to speak closer to the phones, which is kind of one of the hang-ups of doing the Facebook Live is, you know, it's you want to get everybody in the camera shot. You might not be close enough to people. So uh, I'm trying to boost the audio up here as much as I can on our end for the radio, but people who are watching the videos live as they're happening on Facebook are probably having some issues with it. Uh, but we will continue to roll on through. We have about 12 minutes left in the show, and uh, I'm waiting again to see Moniz call in. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Are we going to have to send a search party out for him? I don't know. I mean, he is out behind the dog track where one of the most frequent reports are giant black snakes. SOS. Maybe so he got abducted. He could have... By the UFO that Cody saw. Could did, be. There we go. Did he get abducted, or is he getting returned home? <laughs> it's a very, very good question. Abducted means that you're going against your will. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know if he would get abducted. He'd probably just walk right in. He'd be like, hey, I'm yeah, back. It's right. By now... <laughs> uh, haven't seen you in a while. How you been doing? Zoltar. Brack. <laughs> Z- no, I was thinking, uh, I was, you said Zoltar, I was thinking of Zorak. Someone in the chat room said Moniz got eaten by the Dover Demon. No doubt. You know, Moniz went after the Dover Demon one time. We did an episode where Moniz and, uh, and John Horrigan were going up and down. Did Andy go to that too? Yeah. They were going up and down the, uh, the stretch of road where the Dover Demon was seen. I think that Andy is doing the Dover Demon story this Friday night mm. at an evening of ghost stories and New England legends. I'm sad I have to miss it. 
It's going to be a good one. It's going to be great. So I'm still working on what my new story will be. You can talk about me. Well, I have a story ready <laughs> to go, but it's we've been trying to get in to do the photos. And we're going to go tomorrow because it's going to be nearby where we're rehearsing. But if we can't get the photos, I'm going to call a quick audible and do some of these other great stories that we've been waiting to do that Frank has the photos for, but we just haven't worked into the show. I always try to make my new story to be geographically close to the place where we're doing the show. Right. So I might have to stretch out. If we can't get the place that we're trying to go to, because we're doing it in Westboro. Yep. So I was hoping to get into Stone's Public House. Right. And if I can't if we can't get in there to do the photos tomorrow, then we're probably going to call an audible and I'll do the S.K. Pierce Mansion. Mm-hmm. Which was on... Uh, Chronicle this week. I don't it know was. if anybody did anybody see the Chronicle episode. It was pretty good. They had, for in terms of paranormal interest, they had the S.K. Pierce Mansion in Gardner, the haunted Victorian, as it's mm-hmm. also known. They had the home of Don O'Neill, who is the president of the uh, Winchenden Historical Society that runs the Murdoch Whitney House and the Isaac Morse House. His home is even more phenomenal than the Murdoch Whitney House, if you can imagine that. And then also that had uh, Maplecroft, Lizzie Borden's other home. They took us on a tour of the inside a little bit, and you can see some of the work that Christie has done now putting it up for sale. So everybody dig into your pocket, see how much cash you have, see if we can come up with $850,000, and then we'll go purchase the Maplecroft house. Comes with, the comes with everything in it. <laughs> if you can find, like, a lint ball and a hair elastic, we should be in business. Oh, oh. I got hair elastic. I have hair elastic. Somebody, Matt, you must have a lint ball in your pocket. Or your belly button. For anything like me. Anybody want <laughs> I open it up. Tumbleweeds come rolling out. All right, let's see if we have some more videos that we can check out before we, we check do. out. Oh, I think, I thought I just saw somebody who had gone live. They did a couple seconds ago. Right, well, well, we'll see if we can refresh it and bring it up. I know, yeah, you do have to wait a couple seconds while we are looking things up. But All right, so Nick just went live uh, uh, not that long ago from Anawan Rock. Uh, he's out there with the Fearsome Foursome, so let's see what's going on with that. I just was checking with Matt to see if those strangers were anybody that we knew that might have just shown up. But he, he says no. All right, uh, let's see here. Are you ready on the Nick one? Anyone? And three, two, one, triangle. Tim? Tim Weisberg, what were you thinking? Uh, so this is the Friday Foursome. Why they call me out? On Anna One Rock again. What are you calling us? The Friday Foursome? Yeah, that's what we are. Um, and uh, we're about to wrap it up. No real experiences, some interesting photos, some listen to some EVP work uh, when folks get home to listen to it. We had a camera running for about 25 minutes, so maybe they'll pick up something, audio or otherwise. Um... But that's about here from the dark and misty Rehoboth, where it's very spooky. Whoa! For you that's people the scariest um, listening on the radio, he, he flashlights um, in his face. Thanks that's a lot. It's his first time. Have Cut him some one. slack. It's his first ever investigation. Let him do the the flashlight thing. You, you got to let it happen. Should we all do it? Like, we'll accepted. Well, um, we've all done it at some point. All right. Who's uh, closing out? All right. I'm going live right now with uh, with... Team, uh, Paranormal Expeditions. What's up, Spooky South Coast? Matt from PXP. Hi. It's Jess from PXP. Hey, guys. Her name's Rachel. <laughs> I think Jess and Rachel have run out of steam. What we're doing Sounds is like we uh, just crawled our way out of the swamp slash forest. We are 
closing out our investigation with some sage, uh, good energy, good vibes, kind of wipe off anything that may have attached itself to us, especially considering Rachel and I have a history of spirit attachment. Uh, while we were out there, we all had, you know, there was some unexplained things. We'll have some evidence to go over tonight. We have some other video that we were taking of things that we did witness and experiences we did have. We picked up some human stragglers that were out there with us, uh, which at one point proved challenging, but we kind of reeled them in. They were just super excited to be able to be a part of something like this, and I can't blame them. I was a fan not that long ago myself and still am. So once we kind of got them to realize what was going on, they, they kind of chilled out a little bit, so it wasn't too bad. Um, finding our way around out here was interesting. It was um, challenging at times because it's misty out tonight. There's a lot of fog. We did hear a lot of noises, a lot of things that were, you know, who knows what they were. The Mel meter was going crazy tonight. We usually don't have a lot of experience, not experiences, but we don't have a lot coming from the Mel meter. But tonight was an interesting night. So we are really excited to go through our evidence and hopefully have some good stuff to upload to you guys. Hopefully you had fun watching us. We enjoyed being a part of the investigation. All right. Well, we say thank you to PXP. So I just sent Moniz a text and to let him know that we only have a few minutes left of the show if he wants to check in. And what do I see when I open up the message? But the last message that I went to send him that I never had sent on. So it's totally my fault. All this time we've been like, why hasn't Moniz called in? Why hasn't Moniz called in? Totally my fault. What would you do? I typed out the message and then I forgot to hit send. Oh. New phone, man. Still getting used to it. All right. We got him here, I think. We'll bring him up. And I will apologize to him on the phone. I will apologize directly to him. Matt, is that you? Yes, it is. Matt, I have to apologize to you because I meant to send you that response when you first texted me, and then I did not hit send on the phone. It's a new phone. I know that's not an excuse. I apologize. Uh, it's not a worry. Uh, it's kind of spooky out here with all of the fog. It's just like... Yeah, we just like, it just started rolling in here to the to the station parking lot a few minutes ago. It's 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 definitely ominous. Yeah, I was walking down the old trail behind the um, the tr- uh, the dog track, and it's, it's of course after the rain, it was a little mucky and stuff. But it, the fog just added a creep factor that was like unreal. Now you're not out there by yourself, are you? Yeah. What? <laughs> we could have found you know somebody What's to go wrong with, with you? you. Hello, you guys know me. Right, right, but we we can't we can't condone that behavior, folks. If, if you want to go out, please don't go alone. Because Matt, what if what if you had seen a UFO and you were the only one that saw it? Uh, still wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> That's true. So, did was there anything strange going on out there at all while you were out there? Uh, d- yeah, I just got back to the car now and uh, getting ready to head back. But it's just it's creepy because you got the fog and. The, the the leaves are dripping, so you're hearing noises every five seconds around you, and you're trying to figure out what direction things are coming from. It's it's and it's just weird. Well, I can tell you that we've had teams all over the place. They've been having some activity in some spots, not so much in other spots. But uh, I think overall tonight was a, a big big success for this new format of how we're doing things. So next year when you go out there, we're going to get you on the Facebook Live train. So that you can be sending videos out there and posting videos like everybody else did, but it's it's really uh, it's really cool that people have actually gotten to see what goes on in the investigation and be part of it. And now the videos are up there on the Spooky South Coast Facebook page. So Matt, you can go and check out what you might have missed in the other areas. Okay. 
I definitely can say that, you know, I was out here last week with the BFRO people, and mm -hmm. uh, we had a few interesting, you know, uh, like wood knocks and a couple of other things, and so that's why I decided I wanted to go back out. Well, they, I mean, Richie. they keep coming back to this area, so they must. you guys must be having some luck with finding something. Yeah, we've been getting reports. All right. Well, thank you very much, Matt, for checking in with us. We're going to check in with Chrissy one last time. She just went live. So, All so right. Thanks. Be safe. Stay spectacular. Safe travels home. All okay. right. Let's go live. I just cut him off. I didn't mean to do that either. Let's go live with Chrissy. And, again, love doing it every year. Give a shout-out, guys. Ooh, peace. <laughs> Mark's running away from us. Totally fine. <laughs> All right. Looks like my video froze up on them. Uh, but they're wrapping things up as well, and I'm sure DLH Paranormal is uh, wrapping things up as well, too. I don't see anything from them saying that they are, but we thank them for joining us as well. We thank everybody who went out there in the field for us tonight. And I know there were some other folks that were going to join us that didn't end up working out. Thank you for at least trying, and uh, we look forward to doing this again next year. It's, it's our annual Bridgewater Triangle show. If we try to not do it, people start writing to us and saying, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Why haven't you done it yet? When are you going to do around. it? So uh, we, we're glad that we're able to do it in October, which is when we're going to try to do it each year. Uh, but uh, that does it for this week's show. There'll be no show next week because we're scattered to the four winds, but we'll be back the week after that just in time for Halloween. So you'll be able to tune in on the 28th for a spooktacular edition of Spooky South Coast just a few days away from Halloween. I don't know what we're doing yet. I haven't checked with Chris. I think we left it open. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Shane. Shane uh, Solois is going to be joining us. So we're really going to get into some good paranormal topics that night as well. So make sure you tune in on the 28th. Again, go to Spooky South Coast Facebook page. Watch all these videos. Check them out for yourself. See if you see anything. Join us on our events the next couple of weeks. And until next time, stay spooktacular. <laughs>